Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, David. Yeah? Yeah? Hey, do yeah, you like too. Fallout or uh, Terminator? Maybe The Matrix? I, Bioshock? I Robocop? do so happen to like that. All, all of those things. What if Why? I told you there's a crate, a box of sorts that you could pay like $20 uh-huh. a month to get? That, and uh, that this month, right. if you paid that, you'd get... Uh, you know, random geek gear based on Fallout, Terminator, The Matrix, Bioshock, and RoboCop. Do you think? Do you think I get like a a, a Pip Boy for my pinky? You could probably get a <laughs> Pip Boy, a Fallout Pip Boy, a Terminator Pip Boy, The Matrix Pip Boy, Bioshock <laughs> the Pip, Pip Boy, and RoboCop Pip Boy. I that's a lot of Pip Boys. Hey, that is a lot of Pip Boys. It's mostly a box of Pip Boys. It's just a box of Pip Boys. So like. if you want, you can go to lootcrate.com forward slash unpitchable and you can use the coupon code unpitchable that's u-n-p-i-t-c-h-a-b-l-e to get three dollars off your order of a box that contains fallout terminator the matrix bioshock and robocop items man that sounds like a heck of a deal where do i sign did i mention you get fallout terminator the matrix bioshock and robocop (laughs) items you did well you might not get all of those the the theme is dystopia you might not get any of those you might just it's get just one of our a, knockoffs. It's just dystopia. a box of wasteland. It's just yeah, a it's just, box full of sand. Yeah, a box of sand. <laughs> just dirt and gravel. That's what you get in the dystopia box. And a water filtration kit. And, and a bottle, a water bottle full of gasoline. That's it. That's all you get. Anyway, so head over to lootcrate.com forward slash unpitchable and use the coupon code unpitchable to get $3 off. You know you need it. If the apocalypse happens, all those dollars are going to be worth so much, probably. Loot crate. Get your loot crate. Fake sequels and mashups based on real movies. I'm Nick Kagey. I'm David Johnson. I'm Tim Catania. David, what you been up to? I have been doing a lot of nothing. Um, but I did go to Taco Bell this morning. I started the day off right, guys. I got Taco right. Bell for breakfast. So you're thinking outside the bun. I like it. Yep. <laughs> you know, that's the motto of the podcast. Think outside you know, the bun. I just came up with Taco that. Bell sponsors this podcast. Have you listened to some of our ads? <laughs> yeah. I got um, I got first meal. I didn't get second, third, or fourth meal. Or fifth meal? Or ninth meal? I don't know how many meals they have now. I think I had like six meals. So you're yeah, good. Definitely. I covered a few of yours. Um... So I got a crunch wrap. Guys, have you had the crunch wrap, the AM crunch wrap? Is that the one that they like flavor blast with nacho cheese and eggs, basically? Yeah, basically. That sounds they just disgusting. Hose down a tortilla Dude, with it's egg so and good. And cheese. then they dunk it in uh Mountain Dew AM. Uh, they just like soak it. It's <laughs> Mountain Dew Kickstart. Yeah, dusting. they just soak it in Kickstart. They dust it, they dust it in Kickstart. <laughs> okay. Like uh, a guy with white yeah. gloves sticks his finger in some Kickstart and like sprinkles it on. <laughs> you guys couldn't see me actually doing that motion just now. It was very effective. I believe you. 
Uh, yeah, no. Um, I have one of those. So while I was waiting in line, um, this thought kind of hit me out of nowhere that, uh, so they were advertising some sort of like, I don't know, man, some strawberry mango daiquiri freeze or some, some sort of new flavored something that they're trying to push, like some new drink. And, uh, it just got me thinking that Taco Bell is just kind of, they're not playing by anybody's rules. And I, it, it, it made me think, what if Taco Bell applied to be its own like country. Oh my god! All the all the Taco Bells became um, like sovereign states I or like think... like international like almost like international waters. It's like all the Taco Bells were Taco Bell in embassies. Yeah. So I think to get ahead of you there, uh, real quick, uh, I think Outback took care of that. They they have the slogan "No rules, just right." So I mean. <laughs> And that's a, that's all of uh, Australia, so mm-hmm. I don't know, dude. Like, I think that's already being done. Well, maybe. What, what were you gonna say, Nick? Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, I was just gonna say, are we at that point of the podcast where David just starts picking companies to run the country now? <laughs> yeah. Here's what I think. I've given. Here's up, I think who like, should be hmm, in charge. Who could help us? This crunch. This AM Crunch Wrap should be president. <laughs> <laughs> it's just gotten that okay. bad. Let me give you a little piece of my mind. I would really like nachos at this moment. Okay, David, thank you. This segment (laughs) is really crappy. I'm sorry. No, I like the idea of... uh, Let's scrap it. Let's scrap it. (laughs) I love the idea of... Let's bring up Civil War. No, I like it. I was kidding about the crappy segment. I was making a joke about, like, if you were saying the president thing. Oh. Uh, So I was kidding about being crappy. It's fine. (laughs) Um, I'm sick still. Uh, It's a sovereign state. So it's, it's a, a free, it's a, it's a safe space for like nationals, if they need like a an embassy to go to. I don't know who is like a citizen of. Taco when you say Bell, nationals, I feel like we're starting to get racist. What are, what do you mean? No, by no, no, nationals? like foreign nationals, like 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 people that need asylum. Okay, let's just say that like you're a taco, and <laughs> you're really getting you yeah. Know, that's what I'm saying. Like if your you're, butt kicked that, on like, the streets, you're being see, that's the thing, persecuted like, by the government, and you need a Taco Bell to take, you know, asylum in. Yeah, these aren't sentient tacos, by the way. Maybe these you're are people like who have who have moved Julian Assange, Bell. and you like release some documents you shouldn't. Mm-hmm. Taco leaks, mm-hmm. and you have to seek asylum in a Taco Bell. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that true. makes sense. That's what I'm saying. Like, I just feel like. That could be an inch. No, this is I dumb. No, I don't. I don't. I don't <laughs> think dumb. that there's any. No, like I got it. I don't think there's any Taco Bell worker that I want to have. Like, uh, what's it called when you or when you come to the states uh, and you do a lot, you do an illegal thing that's legal in your country. What's it called? <laughs> Are you talking uh, about immunity? What? Yeah, I don't want. I don't want any diplomatic Taco Bell worker immunity. to have. Like at the villain immunity. at the end of Die Hard Two, where he had political immunity or whatever. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, like I don't want. Yeah, no. I, there's no Taco Bell worker I've ever met that I want to have diplomatic immunity. That's no doubt in my That's mind. Fair enough. That's the fair worst enough. idea ever. Tim, were you with us when me and Josh and a bunch of us did Fancy Taco Bell Night? I invented Fancy Taco Bell Night. Thank you You're very so, much. Uh, no, you didn't invent Fancy Taco Bell Night. I think I stole it from a Facebook post someone else did, and Josh yeah, thought. No. Guess what? Yeah. That Facebook post was me. I'm <laughs> okay. telling you. We did it in high school. I so we may not my have pastor, invented it, but we did it like in like yeah. High and my school. pastor gave me a, a bunch of suit jackets. For free, <laughs> and they were in my trunk. I'm talking like twelve suit no, jackets. No, like yeah, there was like ten. Or and 12. so they were all in my trunk because I was bringing them home. Because some of them fit me, all right. You know, I was like, oh, well, I'll go through it and give the rest of goodwill or whatever. But I had them all in my trunk, and we went to Taco Bell, and I was like, what if we just 
I'll put these on and act really <laughs> fancy. And so we like we pulled up and I, I pulled up the Camaro, which had limited trunk space, but somehow I fit 12 jackets in it. And we all wore that. Yeah. I think I was wearing yep. flip-flops, too, which was really funny. Probably. Well, I'm sure we had shorts on. Oh, yeah. It was, it was Taco Bell. You don't go to Taco Bell without, with pants on. Yeah. That's actually a rule. <laughs> Your legs have to be able to breathe in Taco Bell. Um... Home of the Smash Mouth. <laughs> uh... <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't Stupid. know. I just, uh, so many so... things I'm just not saying right now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh... Anyway, those pastor suit anyway. jackets are gone. So they're probably still in the Camaro. The Camaro is very, That's very like much gone. I sold the Camaro to a kid who, whose car got destroyed by the Red Bull car. Are you serious? Yeah, he got like a big paycheck because the, the Red Bull car smashed into his car and destroyed it. <laughs> and I thought that was the is... funniest thing ever because he just handed me cash for it. That's okay. pretty great. It's probably drug money. He probably made up the Red Bull thing. Now that I think about it, now <laughs> yeah. that I investigate this story a little more, like I watch Sherlock now, so like I can think back on this and pick out how he was lying. You can see the Red Bull dust on his hand, so maybe it's true. I don't know. So the the other thing that um, I I did not this past weekend, but recently, um, I saw Civil War. Uh, yeah, Captain America, Civil War. You guys seen that? I have. It's good. Man. I haven't talked about it yet. So let's go. What do you think? All right, so no spoilers ahead. At least we're going to try not to. Just a heads yeah, up, everybody, no. so you can keep listening. We'll hold, on, like hold on, hold on, hold on. Can I just pitch an idea real quick? Because this is unpitchable. How about we just give all the spoilers? All the, everything you hear from this point on is 100% <laughs> spoilers. Even during the middle of our movies later, we're going to sprinkle them in. So, like, yeah. the worst Batman part of the movie was when Captain America and Tony Stark realized they loved each other and just made out. It was terrible. It was real awkward. Mm-hmm. For... It well, yeah. Um, it got kind of graphic too. I mean, they cut Spider Man's legs just straight straight off. off. <laughs> I, I liked when uh, Ant Man was swallowed by Black Widow, and then he like turned big and just destroyed her, like blew her <laughs> off. Just like, like, she you turned into blood frog mask. in the first Hulk movie. Yeah, yeah. it just it, it was it was, it was pretty messed up. Um, uh-huh. And then the Hulk wasn't there. And I was really surprised they brought back Quicksilver after they killed him in Ultron. And then yeah. the whole time... Yeah, he... it was a weird, like, like Star Wars ghost kind of thing, though. Like it was... Yeah. He was, like, three-fourths of skeleton right? by this point. But weird thing <laughs> is, his other superpowers, his body doesn't decay very fast. <laughs> uh, Man, th- that'd be a good movie. We just wrote a good movie. <laughs> we did it. You can just hear him coming from, like, 30 miles away because he's just all bones. He's just yeah, a like... Clack. He's just a clacking, yeah. <laughs> but for real, uh, the, he sounds the like a bead curtain. <laughs> um. All right, so David saw really Civil liked War. Civil War. Yeah, it was super good. Uh, I think that my favorite part, surprisingly, I I didn't have any. I guess I had some apprehensions going in, but like I didn't. I was just like, I was kind of worried about Spider Man. Um. I I love Spider-Man. He's actually one of my favorite uh, comic book characters. Same here. Um, has been for a long time. And uh, I, so I was just like, man, we got another new Spider-Man. I hope that they pull it off. And without getting super, super into it, can I just say that I'm so excited for Spider-Man Homecoming. Now. They nailed Spider-Man. The thing, yeah. 
that, like, this isn't a spoiler at all. The thing that they really did well was, I think the previous Spider-Mans lacked the wit that Spider-Man has during a battle. Like, he's supposed to be... Um, Quippy. Yeah, so, like, I think the idea is that he thinks faster than other people do. That's that's why he has this time to think of these quips. He kind of gets bored. Um, sure. I think that mostly stems from Stan Lee writing. I don't know if you've ever read a Stan Lee comic, but he'll write, like, a seven-paragraph thought bubble on a scene of Spider-Man punching somebody. Um, <laughs> I'm serious. Look it up. It's ridiculous. Yeah, you know, but, he uh, does. He, they did a great job of just, like, capturing the wit and just him, him being a, a, a teenager. It felt a lot more, uh, I don't know, home for the character. My, like, it felt yeah. right. I guess my favorite part is, and this I'm not really spoiling anything here either, is I really liked... I, and it was different because they I, they didn't do this in the comics, so it was kind of nice to see. Is really kind of the homemade suit that he had for himself that was like almost comical, yes. Um, oh, and just like Tony Stark just really ushered him in, and it was kind of cool. And I really liked that. I also liked that um, he had a Brook. I know this is dumb, but I really liked that he had a Brooklyn accent or a Queens accent, or I think it's Queens. But I really liked that he had a New York accent and. Um, yeah. You know, none of the other ones really seem to have that. Also, he yeah, looks like right. a 15-year-old. Um, yeah, for sure. I like that he yeah. wasn't played by a cat this time around. Because Garfield played him last time. So. <laughs> uh, uh, no, you're right. That was the biggest thing that worried me was how young they had cast the guy. Um, but it, it really makes sense. And um, He was, yeah, he was awesome. Know. He was like he was one of my so favorite good. parts of that whole film. Was yeah, for real. His sections, which makes me a little scared, because can they keep it up for a whole movie? I, th- I mean, I think they can, but well, I think that's like, why they have a lot the to guns. live up. They got Tony Stark coming back. Yeah, they have a lot to live up to though with that movie, with with how good they did in Civil War. I not think, let's not talk, talk about Civil War in general though. Like they stepped it up for superhero movies. It's no longer just hey, here's a cool fight scene. Here's hey, here's characters you like doing cool stuff. They actually turned it into a, a pretty good political drama in some way. And I was super impressed that uh, they did such a good job with the, um, that make, you know, you, you go in and you feel like you've picked a side beforehand. If you've read the comics, you probably have. Yeah. And then when you get in there and you're like, I don't actually know who I side with. And they do a great job of just like building some really good tension between the two main, uh, I think the two main characters in the movie, Captain America and Iron Man, really. I just, I was super impressed. I really, I don't know, and I, I don't know if maybe I just didn't pay attention last time, but I really liked Falcon in this. Falk, I don't know, yes. Falcon was a lot different in this, and I really liked him. I think they gave him a little more personality this time around. And I also liked that, um, I guess, I really liked that, I really want to call him Arrow, but I know it's Hawkeye, but um, <laughs> <laughs> I really liked that Hawkeye. Arrow I kind of felt like he was defiant, like just, I don't know, he just felt almost angry it was really good i like the whole movie was so great and my favorite i was telling someone this the other day is like the difference between this and batman versus superman is the pace of this movie was they you know they were almost the same they were almost just as long as each other they're only a few minutes apart anyway the pace of this movie they just bounced back and forth and they did it so well and so fluid it was like fluid i don't know i just had there's obviously care like yeah. in this film, that's the difference between like even looking at the trailers compared to Batman versus Superman because mm-hmm. I haven't seen Batman versus Superman yet. There's a lot of care, like you can tell that every every scene is like kind of hand picked. I mean, I'm not saying that it's a perfect movie by any means, but there it's it's 
I it's such a huge step up, even from the last Captain America, which was fantastic. That oh, I, I mean, see, I'm not even sure how. They I don't know it that off. I think it was better than the last Captain America, but oh, maybe man. I don't know that I. I don't, that's a hard thing to say though, because consider like, this Avengers three at that point. But yeah, because yeah. it has me, everybody. Yeah. I, I guess I don't know the effect of Winter Soldier. I went into Winter Soldier not expecting everything that happened in Winter Soldier, mm-hmm. so to come to this, I kind of was expecting something dramatic, and the trailer really set up like a lot of heartbreak. So I was expecting it. But it was, I would say that it was as good as, I don't know if it was better, but it was, at least in my opinion. But I really hate to say that I liked it probably more than any of, the, like, any of the Batman movies. Like, even Dark Knight and all of, like, all, like, even the Nolan yeah, trilogy. Yeah, I, I mean, I think that the the second Dark Knight movie, I'm sorry, I'm blanking on the name, but the uh, the one with Joker was the, my favorite the Dark out of Knight? the, the, the Dark, Dark Knight. Okay, cool, I did it. Um, <laughs> congratulations, Tim, you stuck that landing and then you decided you didn't. Um it's like the, I stuck the landing and looked at the judges and was like, I didn't do it. Um, but I, I thought that that movie was really, really well done. Uh, it was my favorite out of all three. Uh, and I, I mean, I would say that, heck, any of the Captain Americas are better. Uh, and that's a fan thing, probably, because I really like Captain America. I always have. Good. I like it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, the ending of the movie, the I won't spoil anything, but the ending of the movie was really good because I was really worried that they were going to set up the movie for something different. Um, well, I, I read, and, David sent out sent a cool article to us on the Slack, and it was about, I'm not going to go into too much detail again because we don't want to spoil anything, but Tony Stark's mental state. Um, oh, yeah. He did a great job. He didn't. So they, they don't explicitly say, like, hey, Tony Stark's crazy or anything like that. And he's not crazy in this film. But he, he did a really good is, job. See, he did a really good job playing a character who's on the edge. So, yeah. like, he's walking this line of, you know, what? What? First off, what do I believe, and is this worth it? And then also, you know, he's been through a ton. If you've watched the Iron Man movies, the last Iron Man, he like basically said, "I'm done," because uh, of how bad it was messing up his relationships. And so, it's very. Uh, I. The ending of that movie ties, if you've seen it, you know, it ties together really well. Just basically what Tony Stark needed to hear. Um, and I just, man, it was such a fantastic movie. <laughs> yeah, I, I will go see that movie again. Because uh, it's, it's weird because when you, on the surface, you think that, oh, Captain America is all about um, it, it, taking ownership of their mess ups and it feels like Tony is all about just trying to find a way to not really pass the buck but just build like a safety net around mm-hmm. the fact that they might mess up like keep themselves in check but really it's like if you really get down and think about it and maybe reading that article help it's almost like Tony is also just as hard of himself as Captain America is mm-hmm. he just like He's more it's, impulsive it's like about it. It's like said. He, he, needs, uh, he needs someone to help him with it. Yeah. yeah he's impulsive. It's like he his biggest character flaw is that he feels like he needs to take all this weight. Right. Well, he's just uh, so he feels impulsive. like everything is his yeah. fault. He's yeah. so impulsive to the point, like, you know, like, I was watching Age of Ultron the other day. Like, I the moment he decides to, like, upload Ultron and, like, get that process started was only a few minutes. Like, that was a really impulsive decision. And then... Also, like, at the end when he's creating Vision, because he thinks Vision's going to, you know, be the answer to everything, that was really impulsive as well. He's just really impulsive. Like, and he he jumps back and forth. I've always liked Iron Man more than Captain America. And I 
I don't know. But I guess I identify with people who struggle more because I feel like Captain America just, I don't know. I, mean, I was I, able I get to... the he's a Boy Scout kind of thing. I mean, it depends it's, on how the, the comic portrayal that you read about him. I mean, the man out of time story arcs, I think, are really well done because it does give him a flaw of just like, I don't fit here. Uh, but, yeah, I, I agree with you. I mean, Tony Stark definitely, I feel like, has the potential to be a, a deeper character because he's more dynamic. Uh, Captain America's kind of static. Um, it's just how he's written, yeah. you know? Oh, the other thing I wanted to touch on, like, is, um, you know, the Hulk movie, the original, not the original, but the the Edward Norton Hulk movie when they brought in General Ross and that, it was like, yeah. I didn't know how they were going to bring that back, and I really wanted them to bring that back. I still really want them to bring Abomination back, too, but... Um, I was really impressed with what they did with Ross and they didn't overdo it, but they didn't underdo it. And they kind of still made him an, an antagonist without actually antagonizing people. And that was just, they, it was really well written. It was really well, like you like you said, Tim, that was just really well cared for. So, yeah. Cool. Yeah. He was a good kind of gray area character. Yeah. Well, the, the fact that you basically don't see that guy till near the end is pretty good. Like the conflict itself is the the driving force of the movie. It's not the villain. I think that was very uh, a very well calculated move on their part because it gave you something to care about uh, as opposed to hate. Does that make sense? Like I just like this guy is different than I care about these characters and what they're feeling. Right. Oh, and you know what? Uh, I just want to throw out one uh, honorable mention. Uh, Black Panther was fantastic. Oh my gosh! I cannot wait to watch that movie. Yeah, like I. Like, talk about a character I was just really don't know anything about and was just like, ah, oh, that's cool. They got a new character in here. Like, man, I loved every second you should, he was on screen. You should read up on his character um, when you get yeah, a I'm minute because it's, it's, his story is actually really cool. Uh, and I want to say, uh, I, I had this question, the Black Panther name actually happened before that group formed. So it's not like a play off that. It's a, uh, it just was yeah. his name. Um, but yeah. his, his, his history is really fantastic, and they did a great job casting uh, that character. Uh, yeah, I don't. I mean, sure. I don't. I don't know what to say about him other than if you see the movie, you'll understand why this guy needs his own film. Yeah, I and so. like you know, we live in the South, so black culture is kind of interesting here. I really like that we're starting to address like ethnic cultures and just be more diverse in movies, and like you know, there's there's starting to be more female leads and like. Just, I just really like that we're getting a diverse specter, spectrum of like heroes and from a lot of different cultures. So it's kind of nice to see that, like, and actually see it done well. For sure. So yeah. uh, I don't have a lot, but I just thought I'd tell kind of a funny story. Um, sure. You know, I I'll don't really think our listeners get to connect with us too well. Uh, I guess I let me rephrase that. I think our listeners get to connect with us, but they don't always get to know a lot about us because we're always so focused on movies. But I. Um, I was telling someone the other day about like epilepsy because they didn't, they literally had no idea what it was. Um, and then, that's you know, I'm talking like, read minds, right? That's exactly what it is, Tim. I, you have to carry around a special pin, right? Yeah. Uh, yes. An epi pin. Um, and you stab an that epi pen pin. That's right. Yeah. Into your heart. So, um, and that gives I was you like super was, strength. That's right. So yeah. it was like I was talking to you guys before the podcast. Um, so in high school, I, so epilepsy is basically I have seizures. I haven't had seizures in years. Um, if you don't know what a seizure is, it is basically like electric electrical pulses in your brain kind of disconnect your consciousness and can cause you to like seize 
Um, and all your muscles can see. There's different types of them. And I don't know what my triggers are. Some people have seizures playing video games. Some people have seizures looking at strobe lights. Some people have seizures if they're too hot. Some people, uh, there's just a lot of different triggers. I don't know what my trigger is, but I'm controlled by medication. And so anyway, um, when I was younger, it wasn't so easy to control. Um, I got epilepsy when I was 14. And anyway, so I had a seizure in high school one time. (laughs) I was reminded of like how terrifying that is to people because not everybody, you know, if you ever saw someone seize, it kind of looks like they're possessed, like truthfully. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, it really you, does look like they're possessed. You really hope you don't seize at like a Christian camp because you're not getting medical help. <laughs> I guarantee you. No, I used to work. I'm dead serious. I worked at a Christian camp and someone had like a real bad asthma attack and like, let's pray over him. I was like, well, you can do that while they, you know, you call the ambulance. <laughs> like, that's not like, you've got to be kidding yeah. me, right? Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. Uh, no, Rant that's over. actually, that's fantastic. I have thought of an entire different whole mindset of that. Anyway. So, um, in high school, like some of my friends, um, Blake Owen and, and Tucker Bell, they're kind of my best friends in high school, you know, they knew I had epilepsy. And so one day I'm, I'm in class and I'm kind of like being sarcastic with one of the teachers. Um, her name is Miss Reem. She's like actually one of the best teachers I ever had. And I really wish I had treated her better in high school. I hope she's listening to this podcast too. So anyway, she told me to go to the office and I started to have a seizure when she told me to go to the office. And I didn't know that I could feel my seizures coming on, but I knew it's a really rare condition for people who can feel their seizures coming on, but I knew something was wrong. And so I, I kept trying to tell her something, but once the, they call it an aura, once the aura starts, you can't really control everything. And so from the story I was told is that I kept repeating over and over and over. I'm not going to the office. I'm not going. I'm not going to the office. I'm not going. And then I started seizing in my desk. Like your seizures kind of tend to be like superhuman strength. Not like superhuman like tear apart car doors or anything. But like but they're like, just. There's no governor on your brain keeping yeah. you from using all your full strength. Yeah. Yeah. And so I apparently I <laughs> ripped the top of this desk off. Tucker and Blake kind of helped me like get out of my chair and once everybody realized that I was seizing this girl uh heard that you're supposed to put a pen in in people's mouth so they don't bite their tongue well you know I'm shaking uncontrollably and so yeah yeah and so this pen goes through the side of my cheek um Mm. great so I can actually feel it on the inside of my mouth where the scar tissue is on the outside it's a little harder to see but you can see it Anyway, so that was just a wonderful moment. And, and that's your thinking, superhero origin story. That's how I, that's how I thought it all you were started. gonna say you tore the desk off, the top of your desk off, and you were just beating the teacher. And when you woke <laughs> up there was just blood everywhere and you were like, Man, I hope she's still listening. Uh, in that wheelchair I put her in. Uh, no, I loved Mrs. Reem. She was an awesome teacher. If you're listening right now, Mrs. Reem, send us your favorite fake movie. And also you'll get a handwritten apology from Dick, I swear. Uh <laughs> if she dude if she emailed us i would i would send the handwritten apology she never sent me <laughs> to the office after that um surprisingly but anyway so i was kind of just thinking about like funny moments with seizures so when i met my wife mindy we've been dating for a little while it wasn't like our first date but it was one of our first dates we we're sitting in a computer lab because i don't know why we thought that was a date but it wasn't necessarily a date but we were just hanging out and uh, hey, you want to watch work play the- solitaire yeah, and so Watch me Mindy, play Chips Challenge. I'm really good at Chips Challenge. <laughs> Mindy was like, um, I guess, a moderator at a computer lab at our, our college. It was Baptist Bible College, so that should tell you exactly how exciting our life was. Um, so I went up there to hang out with her, and um, we're kind of like just hanging out in the computer lab. 
I started to have a seizure and I hadn't had the chance to really explain to Mindy everything because we were still dating. And so I had a seizure and like I got on the ground and Mindy called my roommates and like I pissed my pants and I guess like in the middle of my seizure, I told my wife I loved her a bunch of times and like just like stuff you don't do after dating someone for just a couple of weeks. And so... And then you woke up and you were married and you're like, that was the weirdest, <laughs> that was the weirdest seizure I've ever had. But all right, I'm just going to go with the flow. Uh, and it worked out. You guys have been married for like 40 years now. Uh, something like that. And so uh, I just think like, you know, how grateful I am for, for uh, Mindy not freaking out completely. And uh, yeah, man, I pissed my pants in front of my wife like three weeks in and she she still accepted me. So that was kind of cool. I'd have left hey, you. I peed two weeks in, so no big deal. <laughs> Uh, that was just because I was bored hey Nick I got a question for you before you do that how come you never seize when we're recording it's like you hate comedy I haven't had a seizure (laughs) in years because I'm I'm fully medicated and I like understand how to take medication and when to take it and just I I don't seize on air because I you're a professional I'm a a professional (laughs) epileptic I'm a professional I don't seize unless I want to unless I want to get out of something (laughs) You're like, um, on Sunday, you're like, oh, I gotta serve again? Maybe we'll just have a seizure, just a little one. And do you know, like, I know, like, I make a lot of jokes, but for real, like, that's one of the few things I refuse to joke about, because it's like, I, like, sometimes I've I've made jokes so much that people have a hard time taking me serious, and, like, over the years, I've kind of learned to even that out. But that's one of those things, like, if you fake or joke about a seizure, like, yeah. when the real time comes, it's like... I don't know. It's oh, just no. scary. Definitely man. take that seriously. Like you don't want to do that yeah. for attention. You don't want to be the boy that yeah. cried seizure. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> and then like you're having a real seizure, and he's like, "Well, he's really committed to this joke. He just peed again." <laughs> <laughs> hey, let's put popcorn in his mouth. This will be funny. Haha, <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh, Nick, that's really funny. We jammed a whole bag of popcorn in your mouth. Haha, <laughs> uh-huh, Nick, you're not breathing anymore. Nick, you can stop faking now. Uh, hey Nick, we're no. gonna hide your body. Hilarious! Uh-huh. <laughs> you wake up now, uh, and then it's like just, you, it's just me and David standing standing around your grave, and we're like, "Huh? Probably telling the truth that time, I guess. <laughs> I guess we'll plant a tree here. I don't know. What do you do? Oh Lord. So, okay. Anyway, this Tim. week uh, I don't really have anything big to talk about other than just a recommendation. If you like podcasts, uh, I have been listening to one called The Unmarked. It's a collaborative storytelling, kind of a role-playing podcast. And I don't really know what else to say about it other than it's uh, kind of got a supernatural uh, flair to it. And it's really interesting. And there's about seven episodes now, and it's done by a a group of really cool people who uh, raised some money um, from their normal podcast and uh, went off and did this. And so I'd highly recommend it. The Unmarked, you can find it on uh podcast shelves everywhere uh and just you know, <laughs> a warning that these are all adult uh people who do curse on occasion it's not super dirty or anything like that but they do curse so just you know if that's yeah. something you're sensitive to just a heads up that's it it's a really. good show i like it yeah for um, sure i'm probably not in as far as you are but it's yeah it's, cool. it's got a really cool idea for i would read a book in the series of the idea that they have for this world uh, and they do a lot of really interesting world building through characters. And if you're interested at all in writing or game uh, design, like board game or anything like that, it actually has the guy who created, uh, what is it, Risk Legacy and uh, Pandemic Legacy. Yeah. And yeah. He's he's uh, absolutely fantastic as uh, 
their director, basically. Rob Davia. Red, Rob like. Davia, that's right. Yep. So go check it out if you're interested at all. It's, it's super awesome. Yeah. So, Nick, cool. I heard yes, you had dude. a movie. Man, I hope you guys are ready for this one. I uh, I was telling you guys earlier I, I couldn't come up with a movie, so I found a movie I liked, and I got on Rhyme Zone and, and just <laughs> kind of finagled yeah, it together. Yeah. I'm a professional podcaster. <laughs> um, so... Um, you guys know what an innocuate is, right? Say what? Do you know what you. an innocuate is? Innocuate? Um, like, like inoculated? Yeah. So innocuate is a form of innocuate. So I just wanted to make sure before I, I threw out the title. So an innocuate, is, it's like a vaccine, uh, like yeah. when you inoculate okay. someone. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so uh, my movie is Charlie and the Innocuate Factory. Would you like direction? I just imagine it's like... Hey, I got this. Uh, I got cured from the zombie disease, and I gotta go that's and take it to go see that's the factory. Exactly, that's kind of exactly where I was heading with this. <laughs> and um. so, him <laughs> and his zombie grandpa, because he, they, you know, they're poor. <laughs> they couldn't afford it for everybody. They're like, well, grandpa just lays in bed and he's lazy anyway, so we'll just like let him stay a zombie, <laughs> put him on a leash, and like <laughs> duct tape his mouth shut. And they just like they go. go to the cho- they go to the uh, inoculate factory, and they have to. They learn about diseases, you know? Maybe uh-huh. they inject themselves with some stuff and learn to fly. I don't know. Sure. Yeah. So I like so like who so here's the thing. Who runs this factory? Um, okay, so I actually let me just can I throw out a little bit of direction because I think sure. it'll help. Yeah. Okay, so I in my mind at least, I had this idea that um, Willy Wonka like loses his mind and because he's had to pay so heavy in taxes over the years because of tax increases. He decides mm-hmm. to poison the world with his chocolate. And so, That's like, Charlie, okay. Charlie, like, is a doctor. He's grown up and become a doctor. And, like, you know, he uh, he decides to start creating, like, cures for things. And so, like, he cures AIDS and cancer. And But uh, Willy Wonka is just so whimsical and, like, so crazy. He just comes up with the weirdest diseases. This one rots your feet off. Ha-ha. <laughs> I'm Willy Wonka. I, I like so, to think that, like... Uh, Charlie coming up with a cure for AIDS is he's like, hmm, and he like tastes this this uh, vat full of stuff and he just puts a sneaker in it and you're like, okay, sure, that's that makes sense. I'll inject that, I guess at this point. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> no, I'm sorry, I'm I'm laughing so hard. That, you know when you laugh so hard it's quiet. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I like the. Is that, is that, so you're saying Charlie's throwing a sneaker into this like medicine, like this vat that's full how of he's like making, yeah, robot because he learned how to cook from like a madman. Oh, I was gonna to cook say from, he learned how to cook from witches. He learned how to cook from Willy well, Wonka. He so no, he grew up. Willy Wonka and he's yeah, he grew up with Willy Wonka, and then Willy Wonka went crazy and started doing this stuff where that Charlie couldn't deal with. And so Charlie was like, "I'm gonna be the opposite force of good." Mm-hmm. Maybe that. Okay. I still like the idea though. Like, I'm not saying we go with this. I like the idea of. Charlie going into this factory and there's just like needles everywhere and it's like this is the worst <laughs> tour I've ever been on my entire life they get in the boat and the whole uh, little like river boat that they're on it's just it's just needles they're on needles and they're like they've got these uh, these little short people pushing the boat and they're like wearing these uh, hazmat suits and they're like what are those like- those are people Charlie those are people in suits you idiot they're just shorter than you that's it. This whole movie is definitely made by the dare drugs people. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's all this feels. Don't like, be oh, a dope, David. 
<laughs> I just I kind of pictured in my mind that and Willy Wonka is really just turned into the same character that Johnny Depp played in Blow. Um, okay. And he just lost his mind completely. I, I like the idea though of him like making these diseases that Charlie has to combat. Combat. And so maybe it's like instead of this is the second maybe, test. So like so all right so. You know, he, he visited the factory a long time ago, right? When it was still happy and there were chocolate fountains and fat kids falling in tubes and people getting burned and turned into blueberries. When it was still happy, you know? Chickens getting their heads mm. cut off in the tunnel. Um, when it was happy. <laughs> and uh, he has to, like, get he, he leads a raid team that goes in to try to find uh, the, the source of the vaccine, the source of the virus to make a vaccine. Oh. So maybe oh. he goes back to the factory Oh, I got an idea. Can I interrupt? I have an sure. idea that I think will help. What if, like, all the kids who got sick in the first tour, like, um, they're mini bosses? Because that's the only. That's thing what exactly where I was gonna go. Yeah, they're <laughs> like, right. they're like little. So, like, I'm imagining like they kick this door in, right? They're like they're gonna like you know they cut the gate open and it's like a SWAT team, and they've got all you know they're, they're like in formation and they're doing hand signals and all this stuff to like get up to the front gate. And, they kick, and Charlie's, like, lagging behind because he's a doctor, not a fighter. He's only there to get what they need. And, like, they kick the door in, and then it's just goosed off. And, like, he just starts yep. vomiting chocolate at them. And it's, like, flaming hot. <laughs> and you find out that, like, Willy Wonka made this, like, uh, he, he basically kept he did, him in the yeah, tube. Yeah, he, did, he didn't. And, yeah, and he it didn't, made him, uh, like, evolve into this monster. Yeah, he didn't ship him off into the back to get it fixed. He... He just harnessed them. He harnessed his creatures. He harnessed yeah. his ability to drink chocolate water or mud water or whatever that actually was <laughs> to use it. Mud water. That's what it looks like. Um, that was the Oompa Loompa sewage system. Is what it was. <laughs> that's that's pure Oompa liquid. That's what they're made of. Yeah. Oompas just it's just chocolate. That's what. Comes yeah. Out and of so it. like I mean of course they have to fight Oompas. They're like shooting Oompas with machine guns. Taking them out. Oompas. Wait, wait, let's let's get this right. Oompas are shooting machine guns that are shooting out smaller Oompas. <laughs> and then that are shooting out smaller machine guns. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, uh, that wasn't very effective at all. Like, they just got hit with the butt of a gun. They're like, well, that, that hurt a little. Yeah, so I was thinking, like, they go past that. Like, you know, they take care of that, however. And they get to Violet. She was the girl who chewed gum. She she can shoot she can spit gum out of her mouth at the speed of a bullet and so that's, she's that's just actually a great gum. idea. So, I, like, I, I, I think yeah, the thing that I, they I, the um, way they kill Gustav we need to make sure that Gustav dies of honorable death though because okay. you know he looks Charlie in the eyes and he's like you know me kill me kill me <laughs> ah um so, so it's Augustus Gloop I'm sorry it's Augustus Gloop. Augustus Gloop, yeah. Gustav, Gloop. whatever, same difference. He was uh, destined to be a villain. <laughs> basically. <laughs> and Charlie's like, Gloop? Um, is that you? And then you can see, like, he recognizes in his eyes that he should stop scalding these soldiers with boiling hot chocolate from his stomach. And then, uh, and then Charlie, like, gets close enough and he just stabs him. Like, viciously stabs him. <laughs> and he's like, I'm so sorry. Augustus, I'm so sorry. And Augustus just looks at him and smiles before he passes away. Danka! <laughs> Don, Don. <laughs> All right, so they, they go into the next room. <laughs> what, what, hey, wait. Uh, so she got turned into this giant blueberry, right? I like yeah. the idea that she shoots okay, gum okay. still. But I want to add on that, like, they go in and they go down this long corridor. They hear, like, a latch open in the roof, and then this big blue ball falls down, and they have to run like Indiana Jones. From okay, uh, all right, what all was right. her name? Violet. 
Yeah, violent. and she's like shooting gum at them as she rolls by, as her head rolls by. Yeah. And so like it's like <laughs> just them dodging and like Charlie's rotation. looking back like oh god. Um, <laughs> okay, I like that. I like that. I can deal with that. Um, so so I mean really. Charlie just stabs her to death, too, because I think that's how all of them end up dying. <laughs> Charlie fidgets, Stabbing dude. is incredibly effective in the real world. It really is. This is based in reality. Thank you very much. <laughs> well, you guys have heard the theory, uh, just to interrupt this movie, you've heard the theory that, like, that movie is, that Charlie, uh, that Willy Wonka is like a, a, a serial killer for children, right? No. Oh, yeah, you gotta look that up on the internet, buddy. <laughs> Yeah, I will, okay. I will Google that for Google sure. That. that sounds hilarious. <laughs> um, uh, so, like, the next... how does Violet needs to meet her device? That we have to make sure everyone either gets trapped somewhere okay, where so they can stop, or yeah, I think that they they got to freeze her somehow. Like, gum becomes incredibly. That's good. You're like, right. It becomes brittle. Un- and she's mostly gum be, now. Yeah, it's brittle. Yeah, I mean, really, just shooting out all this gum. She's probably like she's probably three, been living off gum all this time. Three fourths gum. Yeah. He rolled her away and put her in the gum vault, and that's what she's been. She's been uh, <laughs> eating all this time. Hey, when he goes to activate her, can he go to this giant gumball machine that she's in with all these other like giant gumballs? <laughs> and he puts he puts this he giant can. he puts this giant quarter in and he turns it and she comes out. Yes. And she's been living like off it. the gumballs in the machine. That's why she's so full of gum. Yeah. So, right, um, so they got a freezer. So what if like Charlie knows the layout of this factory, right? That's the other reason he's here. Right. He's a good guide. And so he's um maybe he brings it to where they like make the ice cream or something. I don't know if Willy Wonka made yeah, ice cream, yeah, but why yeah, not, right? Yeah. And he finds a nitrogen uh, tank. That's what I was gonna say. Like he sees yeah. a, a pipe up top where nitrogen pipes through and he like tricks her into following him, and it's just him right now. Like the other SWAT team has been knocked unconscious with a gum. And he's running <laughs> and uh <laughs> They're stuck to the walls like Spider-Man villains. Yeah, they're like, Charlie, help! We're incompetent for some reason. We're the special forces. We should be better than you. But the lead character is always good at stuff for some reason, even though it doesn't make any sense and he has zero training. Um, He's like 120 pounds soaking wet. Uh, Anyway, uh, so he's like running and he has to like try to get her underneath his vent. So how does he trigger the vent? Does he get her to shoot it like with gum or... Or the pipe, I'm sorry. How does he crack this pipe open so it freezes her? Oh, uh, uh, yeah. Um, I think that what he does is... is uh, So, say there's like a, a emergency release Wait. like valve. He grabs some the, nerd's the... rope. And he lassos <laughs> okay, this that'll thing. that'll work. And he pulls it some down. nerd's rope will work. Yes. And then it like shoots her. And she freezes. And then he says, How about you chill out? And he kicks her, <laughs> expecting her to shatter. But she's solid gum. And he's like, well... Just stop. She doesn't shatter. She just like, she's just definitely dead, but doesn't shatter like you expected. All I can think of is that scene in the uh, Fantastic Four with uh, the older one, like the the two thousand one, where they yeah. freeze Reed Richards and he's just stuck there. Yeah, it's basically yeah. that, except for she's really yeah. dead, super dead. She's like super dead. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe not. Maybe you could defrost her and like. She would be cryogenically frozen for like the third movie that takes place two thousand years later. But well, no, I mean like you can chew gum. But they just have to smash her a bunch. Like yeah, it's just like mostly gum. He grabs, he be grabs a gun and into... shoots the grenade off of it, and it blows her up, and she shatters. <laughs> the shrapnel does kill half of his team, though, because he has no idea what he's doing. We've already established that. <laughs> um, so who's the next? Who's next? Uh, uh, um, there's I can't remember the little kid that gets shrunk, but. I don't remember his name. Uh, oh, I was Johnny. Uh, uh, Tonto. Hold on. 
Uh, you got Mike Teeve. You got Mike. It's Mike. Is it Mike Teeve? Okay, hold yeah, because he loved yeah. TV, so that makes sense. He was the boy that does nothing but watch television. That's right. Yeah. And yep. So maybe like they go in. I don't know if this is in the right order, but who cares? They go in <laughs> and uh, at this point we've demolished this franchise. So they go into this uh, next room, right? So w- what do they see? He got shrunk, and he was part of a TV show for a while. Yeah, he got he got transmitted through the TV in the newer one. Do you think that maybe he? I mean, even in the old one, he did. I think. What do you think? Maybe he could yeah. uh, control like electricity in some way, or maybe like. Are you trying all- to say that this? Are you trying to create electro again? Kind of, except for what if it's like you walk in the room and it's a bunch of blank TVs, right? He could, I was going to say, what if he's like uh, Zola from uh, uh, Captain America Winter Soldier? He's the, he's just like uploaded his consciousness oh, into a bunch of TVs. I yeah, like that so like, idea, yeah. It's just like Charlie walks in and then a TV turned on static. He's like, what the heck? This place, like, the power out. That's all how I'm imagining just it. just unplug all the TVs. Yeah, well, <laughs> it doesn't matter because he can control them. That's the idea. So, yeah, I love that idea. But um, maybe that's the ending. It's like, ha. <laughs> I turned off the I turned off the surge protector, idiot. Yeah, um, not the surge protector. <laughs> surge protector. That's what the soldiers sound. Um, maybe maybe it's more of a uh, they. He walks in and like the static turns on the TV. And he's like, that's real weird because all the power's out. And he takes another step and he's in front of the other TV and then that one turns to static. And then it's like you know it's kind of like a creepy thing and then it fades into this kid's face. Um, uh-huh. and then he can't really hurt Charlie because it's just TV. Or maybe he's shrinking all of the soldiers to join him in TV land. He's transmitting them. Sure. I mean that could. I mean that could work, right? Or it's yeah, it's like sure. Pleasantville where he just keeps putting these people in TV shows. What if he? What if he shrinks all of them and transmit them in? Yeah, and so they're in TV shows. That's right. That's a good idea. So they're like they're all in this like cartoon, and like it's Charlie having to fight his way out. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. And all right. So I guess how's he maybe, get out? Maybe he accidentally turns on like the like Catholic Church channel, and then the kids like, yeah, he's like, for all eternity you shall suffer. And the kids like, no. (laughs) And then like it's like he's like he's like you take it, Padre. And then he just jumps out of the he goes out and he runs the thing and gets unshrunk. (laughs) Okay, and that's Uh, that's how he deals with Mike, Mikey or whatever uh, it was. Yeah. So uh, the only. We probably can't go through all the kids, but uh, the, no, only one one the only one we touch was... Huh? Is it Veruca? Yeah, Veruca. I was going to say Veruca Salt. She's the one who, I think she got carried away by squirrels in the last one. What if, well, in the, in yeah, the, in the, in the other in the one, she was one. just angry. She was like the golden goose thing, right? She won the golden egg. What yeah. if What if this one is just like, well, her anger issues kind of really did a number on her heart. And so, like, you get there and she's, like, totally dead. Okay. And she's been dead. And it's just like... <laughs> <laughs> well, right. It's just like, well, you know, she should have seek some counseling or something. You can't be angry that long. <laughs> it's just really a message. This is just a moral lesson about like, you know, deal with your anger. Like find a, okay. find an outlet. Do a sport or something. Do intramural intramural soccer. I don't know. Just like, don't let it eat you up. That's really all Charlie says. He says <laughs> this is the a whole PSA team. about being. Yeah, angry. the whole he turns to the camera, which is basically the whole team, uh, and he says all that. <laughs> They're like, right, uh-huh. okay, can we go kill Willy Wonka now? Um, who is there? Anybody else left? Uh, there's a couple of kids left, but we can probably bypass most of them. Yeah, I think, I think is there any? Is there any it. good one? Uh, there's. I'm just going through. One of them gets blown up, but I think that's the blueberry. Uh, ah, we're yeah. probably good. All right, so yeah, I think we're good. The so next thing get... up is Willy Wonka. I'm guessing. 
Yeah, let's just... Um, so, David, what do you got? You got anything for Willy Wonka? I think I did at the beginning of this whole thing, and then I just got distracted and forgot. <laughs> okay, so I have the <laughs> dumbest idea possible. Okay? All right. Okay. Do you remember in the Tim Burton one, like, he loves candy so much because his dad was a dentist and wouldn't let him have candy? Yeah. Do yes. you remember that? Okay, so what if, like... <laughs> The, the uncurable disease, because, like, the world has progressed and evolved so much, is just gum disease. Like, it's well, just gum, the gum, gum disease known as gingivitis. <laughs> <laughs> That's, and like, his so, biggest disease. That's the reveal at the end. Because, because Charlie's a doctor, he just gives everybody mouthwash. <laughs> well, I think, well, I think like the thing is there needs to be a showdown. Maybe that's like the reveal at the end that like Wonka all along was trying to cure gum disease, and in doing so he created a bunch of other viruses because okay. he wanted to be he wanted everyone to be able to eat candy without worrying about it. All right, I like it. So maybe that's like the reveal at the a end. A misunderstood, a misunderstood villain. I yeah. Like so like you you find out that at the end like he reads his journal and he realizes all along he was just trying to make it so people could be happy and only eat candy and survive. I like uh, it. See. So I like the idea of him getting, like, they get in there and Wonka's, like, running to the Wonka Vader. And he runs, like, well, that, past that, like, half toilet. And, uh, what was his assistant? I don't remember. Huh? His assistant. The guy. Slugworth. Slugworth, yeah. Slugworth is there, but the SWAT team takes him out immediately. Immediately. He's like, you were probably a Nazi. You look like a Nazi. And they shoot him. <laughs> well, I was going to say Slugworth. Um, I thought he was a spy originally. Well, he was, but he was working for Wonka the whole yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. Everlasting um, gobstoppers. So, so uh, your mention of the Wonka Vader made me think, I, I like the virus research and everything. We can talk about this in a minute if we need to. This could be a, a deleted scene or like a like a stinger <laughs> after the credits. Our movies uh, have progressed so much that we have deleted scenes Oh, uh, this was going to film. Like, this is like, if you retitled this... Wonka and just like pitch this as a Saw movie, but with Willy Wonka, <laughs> this would be terrifying. Um, but uh, anyway, um, what if all of this is just another test, and they they get there and Wonka brings Charlie onto an, a bigger Wonka Vader that shoots up like into space, and then like it's the International it Space Station. That, well, it, it turns out that Wonka's like. It, the bigger factory that he owns is just Earth. Oh my goodness, he's oh gone. Oh my god, I love oh, it. It's like a, like a pocket universe. <laughs> no, do you remember at the end of MIB when they open the locker and it's into a bigger... <laughs> yeah, yeah, like that. It's like I that. Think that uh, I think that that like, should be the alternate ending. I um, love it. I love because, it. Because Charlie really did just kill everybody, so I don't know if Wonka would t- trust him. <laughs> so what if, what if, what if like, okay, so let's just say that you choose your own ending here. Listeners, okay. this is a choose-your-own-adventure. Okay, okay. I like. I love that okay. idea that Willy Wonka oh, was God okay. all along. Well, That's actually really freaking hilarious. But well, well so if, the addendum to that is just sorry. Go ahead. Did, I'm done. The addendum is, uh, yeah, Charlie did kill everyone, but he and Wonka, uh, he and Wonka are immortals, and they can't kill each other. So it's they like just have the to good and the bad. They're the yin and yang. Team. It's like Lost. The, the Earth is Remember like slowly cubes? like getting destroyed below them. You can like see the nuclear war happening. Yeah. And then it's like it's them like, well, having to work together to recreate the Earth, and that's okay. the ending. We gotta find a new right. planet. What if? All so right. what if he runs anyway. in? So like, so the other alternate ending, like your ending two that you could pick, they run in and Wonka runs up to the Wonka Vader, and he's like, "You haven't seen this yet, Charlie, the Mecha Wonka Vader," and it's just um, <laughs> it's just like a giant mech suit that he has to fight 
That's all I have for the alternate ending. Is, uh, okay. And then maybe maybe Charlie has to call in Captain America. I don't know. Uh, I love the idea of him becoming God. Let's just stick with that. That's hilarious. All right. <laughs> how, did, um, how did a movie about us murdering the people from Willy Wonka turn into Willy Wonka and Charlie becoming God? I don't know. You figure it out. All right. So let me, let me throw the 30-second pitch and we'll move on. Um, so 30-second yeah. pitch. Yeah. Yeah. In a post-apocalyptic world, are we doing this? We're yes. doing this. I'm sticking yeah. with it. I'm committing. In a post-apocalyptic world, Charlie Day. Charlie Day. Okay, yeah, Charlie. Um, <laughs> becomes a doctor to save people. And he finds out that... Or he's under the impression that Willy Wonka is creating viruses to kill people. So the government brings him in to track down Willy Wonka because he understands the way out of the factory and as they go into the factory to track down wonka he's they're met by many villains which are the kids from the original movie grown up and more sophisticated mutated. yeah mutated thank you um and so they have to they have to defeat each stage in order to get to wonka but you find out when he gets to wonka that it's all just a test and he takes Ch- charlie into space to show him the bigger picture, which is that he created Earth. Yeah, you can make the hard decisions, Charlie. That's important for a god. That's the end scene. Yeah. yeah. All right. <laughs> that is fantastic and way better I, than that it had movie any got right to be. So in depth. We, that's like the longest we've ever spent on a movie, and I love it. Um, oh man, Nick, that was uh, genuinely the worst idea that turned out great that we've ever had on this podcast. So I guess up Weird. next is my movie. So I don't think I'm going to beat uh, Nick's movie. I really wish Nick had gone last, jerk. Um, <laughs> so my, my movie has been on my list. I'm trying to clean up my list because I have a lot of movies on here that are real dumb. So my, mine is a mix between Fast and the Furious and uh, Master and Commander. And it's two Master, two Commander. <laughs> so anyway, um. I have multiple <laughs> movies. Just a heads up. But... Uh, I've never I seen like Master this. and Commander, but if you can give me like just a this. few seconds. No, I'll tell you about it. So Master and Commander is basically a movie about uh, Russell Crowe hunting down this French ship. for. They basically do it for uh, um, a paycheck. Uh, they get a reward if they can hunt down the ship and, and take it out. And uh, it's, it's you know, a seafaring movie. I was just imagining, like, what if you took Fast and the Furious and put it on water? Okay. That's really all this ends up being. Okay. So it could be anything. Let your okay. imagination mm-hmm. go wild, Nick. You love Fast and the Furious. I love Fast and the Furious. I can, I can Maybe start us. in this movie, the start is like, the rock has gotten so big, they have to use him as a boat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're sticking then, to that now. Then <laughs> it's like, hey, Hobbs, over there, we gotta catch that oh, French wow. vessel. <laughs> and... Hobbs has gotten so good at uh, exercising that he just kicks his feet to pedal himself. <laughs> but to pedal them and the whole crew in like yep. 30 different cars yeah. uh, that they used to board <laughs> ships with. They have a ramp in the cars to board other ships. I, I just feel like, oh my gosh, I feel like I that, that is such That's a funny it. nerve. Hobbs. Um, no, so like they're, I imagine they're like on Hobbs, like rolling around and just like hunting down French ships in the Napoleon era. And uh, they went back in time. Let's just say that. Okay. I don't know. All it right. doesn't matter. And so they're just I trying like to it. deal with being back in time. So they're trying to make some money to live until they can build a time machine because Vin has the idea in his head. Of course. He's the mastermind <laughs> of the time machine, right? Um, 
I just imagine, I just imagine that someone being like, "Hey, we need help. We're taking we're taking fire on the left bicep." <laughs> That's a direct hit to, hit to these six pack abs. Mayday! Mayday! Starboard abs. Starboard abs. We 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 are taking on water fast. The rock has turned his head, and he's drinking straight seawater. Please help. <laughs> so so we got a pump. Pump his stomach. <laughs> so, <laughs> wow, this movie devolved very quickly into being it's impossible a, to write. But <laughs> it's a boat. <laughs> maybe it's like they're just like maybe they're just like rewriting history in such a way that it ruins all of the other Fast and the Furious movies and allows them to reboot. I think the first thing they do is they kill this French boat boat, and that immediately kills Paul Walker's character. Like, oh, because they're killing his, their lineage. Yeah, he killed his great, 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 great grandfather. Yeah, I like the rock the karate chops his boat in half. No, but all right, can uh-huh. I add? I have an idea. Sure. So, what if they can't figure out why people are dying? So, all right, what if they can't figure out why Paul Walker died? Like, just disappears, mm-hmm. and so they keep killing like ships, and every time they kill a ship, someone from their crew, which is like forty people, just disappears, and it gets down to just a handful of them. And as it gets down to a handful... And then of Han them, pops up, and they're like, how did that happen? I was like, well, you killed the guy that killed Han. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and so, uh, that's great, actually. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's we so brought funny. him back. Um, and so, yeah, Han explains to them, like, what's happening. And so now they're aware that every time they kill someone, they're changing history. And they can't go back. And it, But Vin's um, like, but, but how do I use my wrench to kill people if I can't hit people with my wrench? <laughs> But just can you imagine like them pulling up beside a French ship and the French ship is like, what is going on? This is what nightmares are made of. They're on this like a very tan shirtless rock who's like swimming in giant swim trunks. That they made from a ship sails. Jean shorts. Jean shorts. Ripped up jean shorts. They made ripped up jean shorts from a ship sails for, for the rock. Because they're like, well, you know, they were going to keep this a PG-13 movie. And uh, they pull up next to this French this French boat, and they just like get in their Ferraris and they drive up this ramp, and it's like Vinny's like I'm gonna take him out, and he drives up the ramp and he just smashes into the side of the boat, and they're just like, what is going on? The French are trying to surrender, but no one's listening because Vin doesn't care; he just wants to kill people. Doesn't care over the rev of the engine. <laughs> what do white flags mean? It means they want to die. Like, oh God, Vin, what are you doing? Why do they put their tank tops on a pole? <laughs> I better go over there and show him how to wear those tank tops. And then he crashes a Ferrari into the French ship. This is the worst movie. What other cool things? So let's just change this to what other cool things could the Fast the Furious crew do if they were based in water? Um. <laughs> okay, so let's say they become a gang of pirates. So wait, what if like the French brings their whole fleet and they're like, the rock has taken taken fire, and he's like, <laughs> he's like, you have to, you, I have, to, you have to get in my mouth, and they're like, why? So you're protected <laughs> from the fire. And then the whole adventure takes place. The rest of the adventure takes place in the rock's body. They drive their Ferraris directly in the rock's mouth. <laughs> I feel like we're about to do a magic school bus. The rock turned into a submarine. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's like, guys, I've worked out enough. I don't need. No, I no longer need oxygen. 
<laughs> he's just like, I can withstand I can withstand pressures that normal human beings cannot withstand. And then he goes down and the whole My movie is them just fighting extra muscles. Yeah. The whole movie is them just fighting like giant sea creatures. <laughs> It's just, it's just Vin Diesel very slowly swinging a wrench at a giant octopus to try to kill him. <laughs> you got too many legs. Let me fix you. Uh, More than two legs. Not on my watch. <laughs> and then he stretches a tank top over this two-legged octopus. He's like, on your merry way, sir. Man, this is, they're so good at screwing up history. So they're floating around in this submarine. And let's just say that, like, at this point, you can say the Fast and the Furious characters are superheroes, right? I mean, like, we can all agree that they do some stuff that's, like, would... If you jumped from a car as it was driving down a hill at, like, 60 miles an hour and tried to roll away, you would most definitely just turn into blood mist. That is a guarantee. So, like, they're superheroes at this point. So maybe they were immortal. So, like, let's just say they're floating around under the sea for a while to try to, like, you know, get rid of the heat from the French. And they come back up and it's World War II. <laughs> Vin is uh, like, what? What? This is the worst but they're, movie. But they're so oxygen deprived, they hope the Nazis win by accident. <laughs> Alternate history. Boom, baby. No, it's oh. like, <laughs> they get up there and, uh... It's like the, the D-Day, you know, thing, like, you know, and uh, except for uh, no, ships aren't a thing anymore because they changed history. Just very strong men are ships now. So, so The Rock <laughs> is like, he's got competition now. Oh, man. All right. Yeah. And then maybe I'm like, so they. Stop laughing. <laughs> I just imagine like. The rock is super ripped because he's been swimming for, like, hundreds of years. Literally hundreds of years he's been swimming, so he's extra super ripped. Um, and he just, like, they get they come out of his mouth, and, and Vin Diesel has, like, this measly little beard, but the uh, Hispanic lady's beard is, like, down to her knees. Um, it's like, dang, dude. Like, Vin. So anyway, they come out of the, the rock's mouth, and they're like, Sunlight! Um, and then they see that America is like the tides of war are against America mm-hmm. and so like maybe the rock is just like throwing these uh, characters into the fray so they can help the Americans win and I so like, like maybe this part of the story is only told through like interviews with the soldiers that saw what happened they're like a man in a white tank top just flew like a cannonball and destroyed a machine gun placement <laughs> and burst into flames and then he said something about a Ferrari. And I think I'm going to make one of those. And then, like, <laughs> I don't know what that is, but I plan on making it. I like the word. And uh, he's, he's an Italian soldier. Um, yeah, that's... And then uh, they go back into the ocean, and they're like, just call us when you need us. Like, Godzilla from the Godzilla cartoon. Like Godzilla. This has to end because there's nothing we can do for this movie. And Godzuki. Um... Godzuki. Okay, so what if what if they spend the rest of history trying to influence history to recreate the type of world that they lived in once before? Because now yeah. apparently they can live through no. like yeah, time. they're living through ages. You're right, and they're, they're trying immortal. to like change history to be like it was. And no matter what they do, they keep having to go back in time because no matter what they do, Hitler's president. They're like, this is God. You got to be kidding me! <laughs> like, how did we do this? Like, I thought we did everything right this time. So they go back and they're like, all right, we're gonna kill less people this time and see what happens. 
And then maybe, maybe like the final play is like they go to set everything back, and the Rock has to uh, um, kill himself in the in the womb. It's the only way. <laughs> Didn't that happen on the butterfly all the effect? Back, all the way back to episode one. <laughs> See, I'm too strong. Um, I like it. Tim, 30 second pitch us. <laughs> oh no. Um, oh no. Uh, let's see. Do let's you see. even remember what we came up with? Nope. So, 30 second pitch is uh, the, the Fast and the, the Furious crew, after solving all of the world's problems, learn to go back in time through The Rock's incredible invent. Or, I'm sorry, through Vin Diesel's incredible time machine. Uh, and they go back in time, and The Rock is a boat for some reason. Ah, uh, they kill some Frenchmen. They go underwater for a couple hundred years to get rid of the heat of the French. And they solve World War II and all the world's problems. And Vin, or Vin Diesel or The Rock, I don't care. One of them has to die before they're born in order to stop this fall from happening. It doesn't really matter. 30-second pitch, done. done. All right. David, what you got for us? Oh. <sighs> This can go one of two ways. I have two movies. Okay. Both of them courtesy of uh, encouragement from you guys. Movie number one. G.I. Joe 3. G.I. Joe Biden. Nice. (laughs) Yes. Um, Give me the other one. (laughs) That one's terrible. Uh, The other one is um, Breaking Sinbad. (laughs) (laughs) That was Nick's. So thank you, Nick, for loaning me this. I have to choose Breaking Sinbad by default. I'm sorry. I sent you G.I. Joe uh, Biden as a joke because I was like, there's nothing we could possibly do with this other than make him a giant boat. (laughs) (laughs) I can't laugh for another 10 minutes straight. Uh, All right, so we're Breaking Sinbad is really funny. Breaking Sinbad. Uh, Yeah, I like this. I think I can do something with this. Um, Sinbad broke bad, guys. David, give well, us some direction. I think that this is a indirect sequel to uh, Jingle All the Way. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um. Sinbad just got tired of everybody dogging on him. He's like, man, I'm tired of delivering Just want to get action figure. Is there so much to ask? <laughs> I, I just need enough money to afford action figure. And so... Um, <laughs> He uh, he's like, I, I I need to be prepared. It's all about him being prepared for next Christmas. He's like, I'm gonna have all the money and I'm, I'm gonna buy all the action. I'm figures. not going out during Black what's Friday the, to buy what's this. The quickest way to do this. I'm gonna just buy this off eBay with the with the extra money it costs. How do I make that money? <laughs> Meth. Methamphetamine. Uh, the answer is methamphetamine. It's the same universe as uh, Paul Blart. Definitely. I feel like okay. they're one and the same person. Yeah. Uh-huh. I think that if you cut Kevin open James Kevin James, Sinbad. there'd be a tiny Sinbad inside. Pulling the strings all along. That's my theory. Um, I think that the interesting thing that, that matches up with this is that he still delivers mail. Like, that's part of his, like, delivery system. Okay. Is oh, that that's he's good. also the mailman. Yeah. Like, that's how he, that's how he just he needs a He needs a Jesse Pinkman, other... Like, some character. For sure. To teach him yeah, about Yeah, that's Kevin Hart. Okay. Yeah. Maybe it's Paul Blart. Okay. Or let's go with Blart. Kevin Hart. Um. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um So this right, is so, a 
Is this Sinbad the person or the guy from Jingle All the Way? I'm trying to figure it this out. This is Marvin. Um, okay, Marvin. But also, Marvin. yes, Sinbad the person. Because at some okay. point, we just stopped caring. I don't know if you remember that. but okay. At some point, Sinbad just said, my favorite character I ever played was Marvin the Mailman. And so he Please plays him in real life? Yeah. <laughs> all along. He's never stopped acting in Jingle All the Way. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so... It's just gotten so bad for him that he just decides to get into the drug trade. And nobody well, he would just, suspect Sinbad. He, he doesn't actually know the value of the dollar. Like, he doesn't understand that having, like, if you just, like, save your money and don't spend it on everything you see right away, you'll have money later to buy this thing for mm-hmm. your kid. And so he thinks, like, well, I have to make methamphetamine so I can make $1,000 so I can buy this Tickle Me Homo off eBay. Like, mm-hmm. so, 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 so maybe it's like... Um, he, he, Wait, did you just make a Tickle Me Elmo reference? Yeah, remember that was hard to get? I'm <laughs> okay. old. Um, no, yeah, no, no. See, so, yeah, I get what you're saying. Except he's, does he still he's have the jetpack? He's buying, he's buying all, the, all the Christmas presents he never got as a kid. Oh, oh man. Oh, that's good. Does, and they're super This is important, though. though. Does he have the jetpack? Yes. I think so. He's like, I'm going to cook he, I'm going to cook meth away. on this skyscraper. No one will see. But suspect. he doesn't know how to fuel it, so he has to keep he actually makes meth to fuel the jetpack. <laughs> Weird. Weirdly makes enough, meth out of the jetpack. It's like a weird moonshine system. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you could have sold this like $300,000 jetpack, but you just decided to cook meth out of it. You just hollowed it out and made a bong. Like what the heck, dude? <laughs> um <laughs> so, so I think like we need to follow some of the steps of Breaking Bad, right? So, he's yeah. So he's trying to get all the toys that he could never get, maybe for his kid to win his kid's love. What about that? Okay. Yes. yes. Um, and so he's cooking this meth in order to you know buy the stuff off eBay because it's collector's items and all kinds of stuff like that, and it's expensive. So he's cooking this mm-hmm. meth and jello mean. So who teaches him how to cook? Oh, easily, Kevin Hart. Maybe it's Bill Cosby. Oh, because it's God, Jello. Yes. Right? So, like, yes. what if it's like. I don't have a Cosby impression, so I'm just going to do that the whole time. <laughs> you crush. You crush the pseudo fan. Can you guys hear me wearing my sweater? Yes. Just like Cosby? Because I'm channeling it right now. It's my aura, it's the shape of his sweater. Um, so, like, what? Sorry, right, so Bill Cosby comes in to teach him how to make methangelamine. Mm-hmm. Right, and they have hijinks, and then uh, they go and have to kill two dudes because that happens at the beginning of Breaking Bad. Yes, um, and I think those, I think those two dudes. It's important that we get somebody. Maybe it's uh it's um, uh, what's his name? The two guys from Breaking Bad, the main characters. Oh, you're talking well, about Brian Cranston and uh, um, the guy who plays Aaron. Jesse. Aaron Craft. Uh, yeah, why can't we remember this? Paul, Aaron Paul. So yeah, so maybe he has to like those two people they kill are Brian Cranston and Aaron Paul. Just as like a, th- a sure. shout out. Okay, sure. Like those are the meth dealers right. that they end up uh, mm-hmm. getting on the wrong side of, and they kidnap him to make him cook a methamphetamine, and then uh, they end up killing him. So I think that's really important because that binds Cosby and Sinbad together. They have the sure. unity okay. of <laughs> of uh, um accidental but intentional murder <laughs> like okay these guys are okay. super dead but also <laughs> i don't think i don't think um, sinbad would make it as a meth dealer if we're being honest well no because like i mean so the the whole thing with walt was all, all about the purity 
and uh, Sinbad just maybe he just makes the worst pure pure. Uh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like he's like, no, no, no. Just what? What? I mean, can I just throw this in like a crock pot and leave it? <laughs> hey man, I'm a man with a job. I don't time to sit here and cook meth and fed meth and I got lettuce to deliver. I got lettuce to deliver. This seems to be able to cook while I'm like out on the road. Like, can I put this in? Like, can I plug it into the uh, the uh, cigarette lighter and just cook this thing while I drive? Like. <laughs> He's cooking oh, a very small like a hot plate in the front seat of his car. <laughs> He's got a very small, very impure batch of methamphetamine. And it's just like it's like this is four percent pure. The <laughs> the rest of this is baby. mail clippings and stamps. <laughs> like what what did I just what He's, drug did I do? I oh, feel wait, a negative I buzz. It. I got it. So this is pre scandal with Cosby. So nobody knows Cosby's a drug dealer or a rapist. Um, oh, I never put two and two together. And so, this is pre pre Cosby scandal, and he he keeps giving Cosby the drugs, but it's not meth; it's just Sudafed cooked down. It's and, just it's just yeah. lick, it's just watered down Sudafed. He just it's put just, Sudafed in Sudafed a spoon Jello. and dripped. He dripped what? He drips water. Just, can you imagine if he made Jello and he just sprinkled some Sudafed in it? And he's like, boom, <laughs> meth and Jellamine. <laughs> It's just like pills floating in a jello mold. <laughs> no, you can get liquid Sudafed. No, this is better. Okay. It's crunchy. All right. It's crunchy. Yeah, it adds some texture. It adds some to texture. The whole dish. You have to have mouthfeel, Nick. That's important <laughs> when you're making the jello mean. Mouthfeel. So, I'm kind of a foodie, okay? <laughs> I'm really taking this in the worst direction that I can think of. I'm so sorry. I think, no, I think that you leave it nope. into where we just talk about meth and jello mean and we're good. It's fine. Uh, the actual uh-huh. jello, because that was funny, Nick. <laughs> yeah, we, and we went like 400 minutes on the first movie. So, so I think we're all right. So David, no, I think we can have a short movie. It's all right. I think that like this movie, while hilarious premise, um, is impossible to do because it's actually real life and Sinbad is right now cooking meth. <laughs> <laughs> this is a stranger than fiction scenario. Um, it's just like, scenario. no matter what like, we write, Sinbad's first... already done it. No, do you remember when we first started our podcast and we kept saying stuff and like, similar things would happen in real life and we thought our podcast was creating real events i what if, uh-huh. what if we find out that this was all real and that sinbad wasn't and sinbad some... actually has a jetpack because that'd be fantastic <laughs> yes uh, all right i think exactly. david i think that deserves a 30 second pitch i'll give you a 30 second pitch um sinbad and bill cosby team up together to uh to cook meth, uh, Sinbad is trying to win back the love of his child by buying all the gifts that Sinbad himself never got for Christmas um, to give to his kid. And so they need to learn how to cook meth from someone. So they they uh, the filmmakers decide to pay homage to Breaking Bad and include Brian Cranston and Aaron Paul as the meth dealers that they learn from and then eventually kill. Um, Sinbad doesn't really jive too well with. Uh, learning the whole scientific method that Walt wants to teach him. So he just diverts to, um, to cooking jello and then sprinkling some Sudafed on top of it and calling it a day. It's a nice crust of Sudafed. I think we <laughs> yeah, need to, we need nice to go ahead and sew in seared crust. Let's go ahead and uh, do what they do in the writer's room. You know, when they send the script back and we just like sew an ending on. So I like, so you get to the end, how does he die? Like, Spoiler alert um, for a show that's been over for a while. Um, I think that he dies. 
by doing Axel meth one time. It just <laughs> <laughs> I ate too much Sudafed. I thought it was my bag of Skittles and it was the Sudafed. Done. <laughs> All right, guys. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. That was, honestly, that we need David for if if there weren't bad movies, we couldn't appreciate the good movies. So yeah. you keep you keep. That's those exactly bad what movies. your parents would say if they heard this. Uh, hey, I just wanted to thank our listeners. We really appreciate everything you guys do. Um, if you wouldn't mind going to iTunes and rate and subscribe to us, um, you can find us on iTunes, unpitchablepodcast.com. I think we're on Stitcher. I think um, you can find us in all, all kinds of areas. Um, if you wanted to send us a movie idea or just yell at us, um, David, what's that email they can send it to? If you have a movie idea or want to give us feedback or love or hate, um Send your emails to movies at unpitchablepodcast.com. That's movies at unpitchablepodcast.com. Good deal. Man, Um, thank you so much for listening to this. Yeah, thank you for listening. I'm Nick Kage. I'm David Johnson. I'm Tim Catania. Pitch it away, pitch it away, pitch it away now. Why don't you (laughs) just take this pitch and make it a nice pillow. Steal a bag of hobo's teeth. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm Nick Kage. I'm David Johnson. I'm Tim Catania. <laughs> Eat a swordfish hole. I'm Nick Kagan. <laughs> I'm David Johnson. I'm Tim Catania. Perfect. All right. Good. Get now yourself a now... glass of this ice cold pitch. Ice cold. Oh, man, dude. No, I don't like that one. <laughs> I don't like that one. Cold hard pitch. Life's a pitch, guys. Ha <laughs> ha. No, I don't have a movie. What? Are you really serious? I'll give you one of mine. I, I'll have a movie. I swear, I'll David. I just need you to spend 30 seconds thinking of any movie <laughs> and adding another movie to it. So anyway, I had to like send a memo around the school that if anybody catches me having a seizure, to just put my wallet in my mouth. Man. So I thought I thought maybe I told you that story. And well, see now I know, know, and now I will put a pen in your mouth. <laughs> Did you? Um, so I can further the legacy of Pen Girl. What if What if you like started because you were? What if you start pre seasoning your wallet? So at least it'd be like a good taste. This one is like sour cream and onions. So every time I every time I have a seizure, I just break open because you know I can feel my seizures coming on. Yeah. I just yeah. break open like a seasoning, a ramen noodle seasoning packet that was in my wallet, and I just sprinkle it on. Yeah, it. just sprinkle. You just it have on instructions like written on your wallet to do that. No, it's yeah. it's just like please find you the always season bag it. of Doritos. And you always toss season my it. wallet in it. Yeah, you you always season it, and then it always tastes like sour cream and onion and butt sweat. <laughs> <laughs> Which is it that far off from just regular sour cream? I feel like I feel like this is a business up. idea. This like, is a good idea. Seizure, seizure wallets, flavored seizure wallets. wallets. It's just jerky wallets. Oh, I was gonna say gonna that. Be. That's a good idea. Loot All crate. Right. This uh, month's theme is uh, Beverly Hills Ninja with Chris Farley. That would be amazing. Hi, welcome to Unpitchable, a podcast where we talk about baseball players who crowd the plate. Stop it. <laughs> I'm committed to this game, okay? I'm committed. I'm a professional podcaster. I get paid zero dollars. CrossFit. Let's go ahead and let's go ahead and cancel the podcast. And I don't feel very good. He said CrossFit. I'm leaving. I would have guessed. Get that out of your system right now. (coughs)
Hey, David, what movie did you bring? Okay, so, so, Drill Bit Taylor. Um, because <laughs> you're doing Drill Bit Taylor, right? That, that's been on my list since, like, day two, just so you know. That was genuine laughter because I can't stop picturing The Rock <laughs> as a boat. boat. <laughs> yeah, I and then, like, thinking about his mouth having to open wide enough for a Ferrari to drive Well, he's in. big enough now. It doesn't matter. <laughs> All I can think about like... is The Rock. Like, The Rock doesn't know how to be, like... <laughs> He doesn't know how to do anything of, of a motorboat without making the sounds himself. So he's just making motorboats. <laughs> yeah, that would be so fantastic. Sometimes he'll grab the camera, and all I'll see is one giant baby eye. And then like hear a little bit of laughter, because he loves, he loves grabbing that camera, because it's got a light on it. And it's, it's, it's kind of creepy. It's creepy without the sound on, though, because all, all you see is just his eye. You're like, what the heck? It's terrifying. It's terrifying. David, before you jumped on me and uh, me and Tim were talking about like hacking baby monitors and how terrifying that is. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I bet, I, I I bet that's just, the thing you do on watchdogs. I was talking about how uh, if that happens on mine, it's just like radio frequency or whatever, so it's like short range. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm gonna just go to the nearest van and beat up whoever's in it. Just <laughs> assume that they're transmitting in our house. What if we did? What if we did a thing uh, in the future where we raise some money, and it was basically like the more you pay us, the worse our quality will get. <laughs> it's kind of like. Uh... Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps—you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.